What is up, ladies and gentlemen? This is Thomas Head here coming to you from beautiful Knoxville, Tennessee. Welcome to episode 51 of Tighten Up the Dog Pound. Week one is in the books, and we are here to recap the Titans and Browns games and all the other wild shit that happened this past weekend. But I can't do it by myself. I'm not a one-man show. As handsome, smart, and tall as I am, I need my wingman. Michael Welsh rocking the 615 cap. He's here. He's post-Victory Monday. How are we feeling, buddy? Oh, dude, I feel I feel fantastic. Um, God is good. The Browns are 1-0. First home victory since the Jeff Garcia era for week uh during week one. So that's that's a huge deal. Um yeah, yeah, everything, uh, it, you know, you mentioned it was wild. It was a crazy week one. It just never disappoints. Uh, and I know we're going to talk a lot of Browns and Titans. Uh, positives and negatives from both games. Touch on some other games. But just because the news officially just broke a few minutes ago, I just want to touch base on that. Aaron Rodgers, man. Aaron Rodgers confirmed torn Achilles on his fourth snap last night for the Jets. Let me just let me just start off by saying this. Definitely not a Jets fan. I, I do not like Jets fans. They're they're just total like they're just absurd. They're like Eagles fans. Um, they're really annoying. But I, I will say that I think our last episode I had the Jets as as the Super Bowl favorites. We both did the Super Bowl. Yeah, we both did. That's right. Um, I was genuinely excited to see. Aaron Rodgers on that team just because there's so much talent on both sides of the ball. I really feel like they could have won 14 games easily. Um, and yeah, man, I'm just for the sport, it just really sucks. It really sucks to see that happen, whether it's week one or week 10, but to happen that fast with the expectations, I mean, you could just see the wind was just sucked out of that stadium. Um, I'm sure you were watching it live just like I was. I didn't think it was an Achilles tear at first. I thought he just kind of rolled his ankle. Um, and then I started seeing some replays, especially on Twitter, and I was like, oh, boy, this this does not look good. So uh, super bummed out to see that happen that fast. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, just watching that intro, him running out with the American flag on 9-11, I, I got – just got straight up chills watching that because I mean we were both we both had very high expectations for the New York Jets. Both picked them to go to the Super Bowl. Both picked them to win the Super Bowl. Um, I picked Garrett Wilson to be Offensive Player of the Year. I mean, uh, yeah, expectations were sky high. But yeah, as soon as that injury happened, and I think it, I, did you watch the main broadcast or because I was watching the Manning cast. So I was watching the main broadcast when the injury happened. I switched to the Manning cast shortly after. Uh, but I did see on Twitter, I think that they had an immediate reaction of like, I guess how bad it really was. I didn't, on the main broadcast, they just kind of were speculating, but it didn't seem like it was an Achilles at first. But what was yeah. it like on the Manning, Manning cast with that? Well, they just kept replaying it over and over again. And, you know, in between plays, and they're just trying to guess like, okay, like what do you think happened? Like, obviously it's his ankle. And then I can't remember which one of them, but one of them said, like, worst case scenario, that could be an Achilles. And then uh, you could just see the other Mannings, like, jaw just drop and had that, oh, shit look on on his face. And then as soon as it cut to um, him getting carted off, I immediately hopped on Twitter and TikTok, and I 
within like five minutes, like two or three like doctors who, you know, who were giving their analysis on it were like, that that's I hate to break it to y'all, but it's probably an Achilles. Oh, uh, that is just I mean, I legit it was the same, you know, the him running out with the flat. It, it the atmosphere was just unbelievable. And just see to see it happen like that is just really sucks. Um Yeah, it does. And it it is um it, it it's um it's almost as amazing a performance for them to still find a way to win that game as amazing as it was for the Bills to I mean, the Bills had all the momentum in the world. The air was let out of that stadium, had a ten point lead. And they just, I mean, cue the Reggie Miller gif, choke. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I you know, I, I've, I've kind of quoted on the Bills a little bit. I think I even said in our last, uh, I didn't have them. I don't even know if I picked them to go to the playoffs. Maybe, I think I did as a wild card, maybe. Um, we, 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 we both did. Well, we both also correctly said that the Bills peaked a while ago. Yeah. Like, they, I think they, I, they, I, they had peaked and this current iteration of the bills was not going to win a super bowl and i absolutely that that was just another you know another box josh josh allen josh allen man he just he's you want to talk feast or famine i mean he makes some throws it looks like a top three quarterback in the league and then he does some of the stupidest shit i've ever seen throwing into double coverage overthrowing down the field you know what he have three interceptions his turnovers are just gonna be the downfall of his career i mean we're, we're what five five years into his career be very hard for him at this point to just not you know you get to a point where it's like these this is just who this guy is you know he he may grow as his career goes and turn the ball over a little bit less but he turns it over a crazy amount I think we're past the point to you know he'll grow as his career grows because he has to already be at that stage he's been in the league for a while he's not a rookie anymore he's a couple years into his second contract but yeah, yeah man, I I can't imagine. I could not have imagined watching my quarterback turn it over four times in week one. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, who does that? Yeah, let's God, segue four right into four that. four times. Oh, just reckless. Let's segue into that, buddy, because um, I kind of want to get your your thoughts. I so I was obviously watching the Browns game. I had my iPad with NFL Red Zone for most of the day. I had it on the Titan Saints solo a few times but I was doing red zone for a lot of the day. So I didn't watch the Titans game as closely as you did. Um, but I, I did see a lot of plays from it. So I just, you know, com- coming into the season, offensive line was was my one of my main concerns. Also the Tannehill error just kind of coming to an end was another thing I noted. Um, you also acknowledge the offensive line is like improving, but still having some concerns. I want to get your thoughts on how you think they played. Tannehill with the three interceptions, I didn't see all three of them. Were they fully his fault? Were they terrible decisions? Was the ball tipped? You know, just kind of give me your analysis of how you feel. You guys only lost by one point. It wasn't a it wasn't a blowout. It wasn't a terrible loss. You know, it was a close game. Uh, I feel like the defense played pretty decently uh, from what I saw. So, like, give, give me give me your thoughts. Tell me how you're feeling on this 0-1. Absolutely. And I've, and I've got a lot of thoughts. Before I get to that, though, I want to first start by answering your question with a question of my own. Okay. I want you to give, give, give me your honest opinion. Don't, you know, I know, know you love to troll me, so I just want you to give me your honest opinion <laughs> on here. I want you to tell me which loss was worse, the one-point loss to the Saints on Sunday or the 25-point loss to the Cardinals two years ago? Which one did the Titans look worse in? Give me your honest opinion. I feel like the one against the Cardinals, they looked worse in. Would you... 
how much worse would you say? Would you say would you say just slightly worse, worse, significantly worse? I, I would say kind of in the middle. I would say kind of in the middle. Um, I do. I mean, obviously the score just on paper looks like a way worse loss, but I do feel like this one to me, from what I saw. Now I didn't like I said I didn't watch every play, so I, I want to hear more of your thoughts of your analysis. But I feel like the one against the Cardinals was worse. Now I, now I do feel like also the Titans. They that, that's a couple years in a row of like starting kind of slow, right? I mean like. Three years in a row. This is the third. Yeah, three, no three years off. in a row. Yeah, so like it's not like full on panic because you guys obviously find a way to 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 turn it around. But you know, looking at the stats, uh, Tannehill 198 yards, three interceptions. Henry 15 for 63. Did have a big ass stiff arm though. Love to see that. Um, DeAndre Hopkins with seven receptions, 65 yards. Um, looks like Danico Autry had a sack and a half. Jeffrey Simmons had a sack. Uh, you guys got after the quarterback. Looks like a decent amount. Looks like three or four sacks on the day, um, but still was you know still came up short. Uh, tell me how you feel in terms of uh, you know Tannehill, three interceptions. No matter which way you spin it, uh, turning the ball over, throwing throwing three interceptions is you know is not is not conducive to to winning a game most of the time. No, 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 um, not at all. And, and the reason I ask that is because there's a lot there's a lot of people on Titans Twitter. They have a very um very strong the sky is falling attitude. And yeah. I I'm, you know, I just say that to remind people like, you know, we we we've opened the season looking worse. Yeah. To go on to a you know, to go on to what was that year a great finish. And you know, that's not to say the Titans can't just implode and have a terrible year this year. Of course that's possible. But like, but there's reason just, to be a little bit optimistic. We, this the more of the story is you can never overreact to week one. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Now, if you get your specific, yes, all those interceptions were Ryan Tannehill's fault. That is okay. two. I of, saw two one of them. Yeah. Two, two of them were just egregious. That they, they were they, they they were just really bad throws. And Tannehill just had a bad game. And I would probably put if I'm like you know. I've got a big old pie here, and I'm trying to divvy up blame for the loss. I'm going to go 85% Ryan Tannehill, 12% Mike Vrabel and the coaching staff, 3% officiating. And that's just because of the defensive touchdown they took off the board. That was super yeah. because it was literally the Josh Dobbs play from last year, and they called that. They, when it's, yeah, when it's against us, it's an incomplete pass, but when we're the ones doing it, it's a fumble. Literally the same – I can. Someone tweeted out like you know a side by side video, and it it is the exact same play. Yeah, so that was super frustrating. But but still, I mean, the Titans had plenty of opportunities to put that game away and win it, and they and they just did it. Like I, that that was a very uncharacteristic Ryan Tannehill game. He just outside of the interceptions, he just really did not see the field well at all. Open receivers, he just didn't see. It just felt like he was trying to force the ball to DeAndre Hopkins. And I don't know if that was a product of the offense or just his own decision-making. Yeah. Um, he missed two wide-open touch, wide touchdowns, and they were great play designs by Tim Kelly. Uh, one was kind of a trick play to where, you know, the ball just gets kind of like tossed around the backfield a little bit. Chig yeah. comes open. Tannehill overthrows him. Um, there's another play to where – Tajay Spears goes right, you know, pre-snap, right to left, almost like he's about to do a jet sweep. Like, he gets a full running 
sprint between the quarterback and the offensive line and then just turns up field and nobody picks him up and he's wide open, Tannehill missed that one. Like it like both those mm. plays would have been touchdowns. That was that was yeah. super frustrating. Um from his point on one of those interceptions, it just felt like it, I think it was his third one. He was it was almost like he predetermined he was gonna go to DeAndre Hopkins pre-snap. He underthrew yeah. the ball and then what made it more frustrating is if you look at the all 22 and you see on the top of your screen, Traylon Burke streaks wide open, which would have also been a touchdown if he just looked that way. Yeah. So it was a bad game for Tannehill. To start off, the offensive line was very shaky. They And I mean, you know, some of that, you just got to give credit to the Saints for all, yeah. you know, for all their faults as a team. They always have been traditionally, especially under Dennis Allen, a very strong defensive team, which Dennis Allen is a defensive guy. So that makes sense. Very good defensive line. Cam Jordan in his 13th year, still wreaking havoc. But they have a they they have a lot of depth at defensive line to where I mean maybe not one of those outside of Cam Jordan, not one of those individual guys are elite. But when they rotate guys in and out, there's not much of a drop off. Right. So early on, a lot of interior pressure. Tannehill was just getting sacked a lot. And then I think that combined with just, you know. The Superdome, that's just a hard, hard place to play in. The noise, it it's very top down. The the dome traps it and it just pours yeah. down on you. So like when you get off to a rough start and then that crowd gets going, it messes things up. And they had, I think, four pre-snap penalties as well on offense. So obviously that'll do it. Crowd, yeah, shoot yourself home, in the foot. Home crowd plays a big part in it. So yeah. disappointed that was the game you know they you were really wanting them to pick up because the schedule doesn't get really easier getting easier after that so yeah that is you know that foot. um outside of that like um they derrick henry was going early i think in the first quarter he had like seven carries for like 45 yards and i mean the Despite their faults in pass blocking, the offensive line was getting really good push on run blocking. But for whatever reason, we just went away from it. That go That's going to kind of go into the 12% I'm putting on the coaching staff because we had something that was working early on and we got away from it. Yeah. So didn't really understand that as well. And then at the end of the game, um, two minutes, 17 seconds left. We're inside the state's 15-yard line down 16 to 12 and fourth and five and we kick it and don't go for it and i thought that was a bad decision like i thought you know i just you've got to go for it you can't kick it and then kick the ball back to the saints and we never get the ball back game over yeah even, even yeah. if you don't even if you don't convert the fourth down you're gonna have them backed up in their own 10 yard line and you got to get a yeah. stop no matter what anyway so yeah no, yeah, that is uh that is tough. You know, starting starting the week 0 and one, even if you know in years past you guys have bounced back from it. Um, it is always just like a hole to dig yourself out of, and then you you definitely don't want to start 0 and two, and then you know it can snowball from there. I I definitely you know like I feel like every fan phase fan base is just susceptible to like overreacting, whether it's a win or a loss from from week one or even the first few weeks of the season. So the fact you're saying that like Titans Twitter is like having a full meltdown and thinking that you know, season's over, Tannehill, this and that, you know, like get in my opinion, cause I'm, I'm, I'm not as high even this season on, on Tannehill as you are. I feel like you gotta, you gotta give him 
a normal amount of games, like four to six games, to see if he, you know, gets into a rhythm and starts playing well like he has for you guys in the past. I mean, obviously, if you have multiple games like this in a row, regardless of how you feel about it, you have a Will Levis and a Malik Willis, two drafted quarterbacks behind him. Even if Vrabel doesn't do it, that's going to be a storyline. That's going to be what reporters are asking, which just causes the causes distraction regardless. So you don't want it to get there. Um, but it's week one, man. We, you know, and we're going to talk about this with the Browns with how Watson and Burrow played. I mean, so many elite great quarterbacks, whatever you want to call them. Uh, week one just didn't put up numbers. They didn't play well. They had 50% completion, 100 yards. Pat. You know, it's it's week one, man. You know, a lot of teams come out, a lot of players come out uh, not seeing the game speed at 100% or making weird decisions that they won't be making 10 weeks from now, you know, for example. So, uh, tough loss, tough loss for sure. But, you know, uh, all you can do is hope that they bounce back next week. Luckily, I know you gave 12% on the coaching staff, but, you know, like I've said before on the show, like, Rabel's a good coach. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to to get them to come out next week and perform better. Absolutely. I mean, outside of that, positive though, defense, elite, Arden Key. Yeah. What a great free agent signing that was. Um, led the league in defensive uh, pass rush win rate week one. So he is, he is number hey. one in that category. So had a sack and a half. Um Front seven was flying all day. Secondary was a little shaky. Um, Christian Fulton got hurt again, and then Ugh. another another soft tissue injury. And then, but like he was able to come back in the game. And the first play he came back, he oh my goodness! I mean, we're talking Eli Apple level murder. Oh God, toast. And so it was it it it's tough, man. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up the big board here. We are um, we're gonna check the market. We're gonna check the Titan up the dog pound stock exchange real quick. <laughs> so so for the Tennessee Titans, um, stock that's going up that you want to look at. Like I said, Arden Key, and you can just really throw the whole front seven in that category. Arden Key, great game. Danico Autry, stock went up. Great and great in run defense. Ladies and gentlemen, the Tennessee Titans have a kicker. All these years Kate of York. No. Dude, Nick, <laughs> Nick Folt and me, I mean, just drilling them down the middle. Hit from 50, hit oh, let me. I know he hit from 50. He had a few short ones too, but let me we're we're gonna we're gonna get the specific yardage of all five field goals that he made. 50, 27, 31, 45, and 29. Money on all five yeah. of them. I mean, Huge. just out just out there swinging that third leg like it's nobody's business. So Nick Folkstock <laughs> just shot up like a cannon. Um, Amani Hooker, very first play of the game, opening kickoff, ripped the ball out of the kick returner for a fumble and gave us possession inside of the 25-yard line. Obviously, you want the offense to capitalize and get a touchdown on that, not a field goal, but just took just but still just took took it from like much money. Also had an interception that game as well. Um, stock that's trending down. I mean, Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, just, just that's just, just tough. Just, just plummeting like the 2008 financial crisis. Um, Yikes. offensive line pass protection. It, it got better as the game went on, but you know, it's got to be it's got to be better if you want to win the division and win anything mean, meaningful. Um, Mike Vrabel stock going down a little bit. I, that that fourth down decision. That oh my! I was screaming at the TV when he kicked that. When he elected to kick that field goal because it's so uncharacteristic of Mike Vrabel. 
Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, what about Traylon Burks? Two catches, 18 yards. Kind of a non-factor. Didn't get any targets. He was yeah. getting open too. Um, so when and yeah. when he got the, when he got the ball, he he was good. Um, had a good end around play to him as well, to where he had a nine yard rush. But but you know Traylon, you know not going up, not going out. Like, he just didn't get targeted. Um, I feel like Hopkins is just going to kind of be the you know the one who's going to see the more targets. Had thirteen it looked, targets. I, 13 targets, yeah. I was about to say he seven catches again, on 13 it, targets. I mean, and he caught what came his way, but yeah, Tannehill really tried to force feed him by throwing into double coverage a lot. Well, that's that, you know, whenever we had OBJ, man, that's what you get a big star like that. I feel like coaches and even quarterbacks sometimes just think they just need to force feed him the ball. And it's like, it can still work for you to spread the ball around and they can still get their touches too, you know? Yeah. And it's weird because DeAndre Hopkins has historically never been that like diva wide receiver, like get me the ball or I'm going to demand your trade. Yeah. So yeah. it's 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 odd. Um, and then last stock that just plummeted, Christian Fulton soft tissue injuries, hamstring injury again week one. So it's tough. Yeah, hate to see it. <sighs> so get some good things to build off of, but you know we gotta got the Chargers. Got some work to do Sunday. It's gonna be a tough one. Yeah. They look. They looked pretty solid, even though Elite Tua ended up getting the last laugh. Last laugh. So he did. He did get the um, last laugh. He sure. Did. <laughs> he stays healthy. MVP candidate. Can't change my mind. Um. Either way, I think that's about all I got on the Titans, man. Just at, you you know, final word. Yeah. Don't don't. Please stop panicking, Titans fans. It's like it's we we've experienced worse. Week one's always wonky. Like you know, yeah. in the Mike Vrabel era, we're two and four in week one. Just calm down. Yeah. So yep. okay. Scott, sky panic. is not falling. When it when we're when it's October, you you know, I'll you can panic then, but you just you can yeah. you can never have reactions in September. Agreed. All right. That's all I got. Cleveland Browns blow out win against the highest paid quarterback in the league. Uh buddy, I cannot tell you how happy I was watching that game. Seeing that defense under Jim Schwartz do what they did to Joe Burrow on that offense. Now, now we'll get to some things like the conditions. Conditions were not great. But Mike, it was um, raining. <laughs> well, here here's the thing. So let me let me just get this uh you know this nugget away. Cause like Joe Burrow said after the game that that was possibly the hardest time he's ever had ripping the ball people who were at the game just said that it was like such a weird steady like sheet of rain the whole game that it was just like i mean jerome ford fumbled watson threw an interception Bur- you know like burrow watson was throwing passes short of receivers burrow was overthrowing and underthrowing receivers i mean like it was it was a tough game to play quarterback in uh, it was a tough game to play in from what I have a lot of Twitter Twitter friends that were at the game just saying it was, you know, it was even worse than what, what it looked like on TV. Um, all that being said, I've said for years that, you know, like the Browns kind of owned the Bengals under the uh, Joe Burrow era. You know, he's now one in five against the Browns as a starter. Uh, they, the matchup, dude, the matchup, is is what makes this game like makes this game for the Browns. They match up so 
well with this Bengals offense. It's crazy. Yeah, it's because like, their offensive line sucks. Despite well, the fact it's they that, spent a billion dollars to fix it. Like it's it's been bad the whole Joe Burrow era. It's the it's the offensive line and the how good the Browns defensive line is. And it's the cornerbacks, dude. MJ Emerson, Greg Newsom, and Denzel Ward, they just match up really well with these receivers. Like MJ Emerson's very long. Greg Newsom is very like the, these guys just I mean, they were running the route for these receivers a lot of the game. I mean, you want I was watching some all twenty two stuff and MJ Emerson is running T. Higgins's route and turning around and catching the ball. I mean, that's just you know as a Browns fan, obviously you just love to see that because if it's all about staying healthy. I mean, if this secondary can stay healthy, I believe they're like a top five to ten secondary in the league. And same with the same with the defensive line. And then same with the 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 defense in general. I mean, they played so well and Jim Schwartz, just like we both said, like he's gonna be the the best addition this offseason. He just was so creative. He had Miles Garrett lining up an inside linebacker. Miles Garrett's lined up his inside linebacker three times in his whole career, and he did it like seven times in this game and got his sack on Joe Burrow to clinch the game after doing a little crossover disrespectful right in front of the center's face. That's could one of the you coolest imagine, I've ever seen. Could you imagine being a center and like getting ready to snap the ball and you just got like Miles Garrett ready to come 100 miles an hour at you? Because like you got to snap the ball and then like, you know, before you can even like get up into your blocking motion. He's already he's already passed you. He's already passed you. Yeah, he's got yeah, that and what euro. You, and what you were move. saying, and what you were saying about the corners again, that all goes back to the pass rush because when you can pass rush like that and you can just get in the backfield and snap of a finger, you can let your corners press receivers, and then it takes those receivers, no matter who they are, like three seconds just to get, just to even start to get separation. Yeah, and with the with the game the way it went, two and a half seconds. So. A Browns defensive lineman already has their hands on Joe Burrow. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's, uh, I mean, the first play of the game, Zadarius Smith was in the backfield knocking Joe Burrow down, and he sailed a pass in, uh, into the sidelines. And I was like, okay, it's one play, but I'm like, holy shit, this is this is a good sign. And to go back to what you said too, Jim Schwartz, in terms of like these cornerbacks love to play man. Denzel and Greg Newsom, especially, are just built to play man. Like. Last year, last couple of years with Joe Woods, they played a lot of zone. Even in these games that they beat the Bengals, they would play zone for like over half the game. They played man like I mean, Jim Schwartz, I think, is just more of a man uh in terms of his coverage they he has for the corners. Like they played man most of the game. And it I mean, that's just playing to the strengths of your players. So it was it was just awesome to see. Now, Joe, but the conditions were not great. So that's been an excuse for Joe Burrow. Also, Joe Burrow, you know, he didn't play in the preseason. He's been dealing with the calf injury. He was extremely rusty. We know that the Bengals, Bengals are going to be a good team this year. They'll turn it around. I think that he threw four interceptions in week one last year. So that's why, as a Browns fan, I'm not overreacting a crazy amount. I am just, like, acknowledging the positives in terms of, like, this defense. Nah, nah man, nah, legit. man. We're, we're going to go by Titans Twitter logic, man. Bengals are going 0-17. <laughs> they are <laughs> Jamar Chase is going to be traded by Halloween. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Also, and, and also another thing, I, I've been saying all along, I think Zach Taylor is an overrated coach. Just the way that the Bengals run their offense, it's so much shotgun. Yeah. yeah. Just leave your offensive lineman out on the island. Like, get Joe Burrow under center and just run the ball downhill, and that'll at least – Kind of alleviate that pass rush. Yeah, they're uh, by the second quarter. I was just like, 
every play from them looked the same and every play had the same result. I mean, they had three and out over three and out. Joe Burrow, 14 to 31, 82 yards, basically took himself out of the game in the fourth quarter. Um, the Browns uh, base, the Browns had a total of 10 QB hits on Burrow. Sidarius Smith and Miles Garrett had five each. Miles and Oboe had sacks uh, each. And, I mean, they were just in his face all day. Grant Delpit had a safety blitz where he basically tackled Burrow Rousey through. Um, and JOK was in the backfield some. The corners played great. I mean, dude, Grant Delpit had the best game of his career. Graded out like a 92.4. He was all over the field. And there's a lot of people who think that on Brown's Twitter, there's just like, you know, he could be a Pro Bowl safety this year. He had a really good finish to the season last year. So there's a lot to be excited about on the on the defensive side. And, I mean, to get a convincing victory like that, not a 10-3 to or, you know, 9-3 to game, like a 24-3 victory, uh, it, you know, it's huge. Um, and to go off of that, you know, the defense was very promising. The offense, the offense had some good moments. I mean, Nick Chubb had 18 carries for 108 yards, averaged almost six yards a carry. So that was a classic Nick Chubb game. Um, Deshaun Watson, 16 and 29, 154 yards, a touchdown and a pick. He definitely, I think the conditions played a part of it. Um, the interception I thought was extremely egregious. And then I saw some replays where it actually got tipped. So that made a little bit more sense in terms of how it just went right to a Cincinnati defender. Um, where, where it really... What really just made me feel a little bit better was that Watson, for you know, throwing the ball throughout the day was inconsistent. It was just not fully working, but he was able to make a lot of plays with his legs. He had five rushes, 45 yards, including that quarterback draw for the touchdown. And that's just a part of his game that, like, the Browns obviously didn't have with Jacoby. They didn't have with Baker. So, like, that is, you know, for what it, for, for those games where passing is kind of tough, like, he, he can make plays with his legs. Um so that was, you know, that was promising. He had the touchdown pass to Harrison Bryant. So, I mean, that, to me, I'm not super concerned uh, from an offense perspective because I think Kevin Stefanski threw or threw. He called a very good game. There were just some plays left on the field. Like Watson had some passes that came up short. He had, a, uh, I think, two drops from receivers. He had a deep play to Marquise Goodwin that was just a little bit off the money. Should have been a touchdown. Yeah, that, that should have been a touchdown. He, he, he had Goodwin. Sure. He had Goodwin wide open, and he underthrew that pretty bad. He underthrew it. Goodwin still got two hands on it, but he had to jump. And if he would have just let him into the end zone, easy touchdown. Uh, so, you know, it's it's going back to what I said. It's it's week one. You know, Watson, 16 and 29, 154. Burrow, you know, 14 of six, uh, 14 of like 32 for 82 yards. You can go look at a bunch of stats from like, really good quarterbacks in the league and not many had like elite games you know that's just kind of the week one week one woes um is is what i usually call them so uh yeah definitely you know elijah moore three catches 43 yards cooper three for 37 you know the offense didn't it, it wasn't a super exciting offensive game they, they made plays when they had to is kind of the way i the yeah. way I watched well, it. Well, I mean, um, you know, it, it, it was sloppy to start off, but I mean, the Bengals also have a good defense to their credit. But and I think, it was, yeah. you know, it, the offense was able to kind of break it open more because, you know, the Bengals' offense was constantly going three and out. Defense was on the field. You know, they start tiring out in the third quarter. The touchdowns and points start coming. So Browns yep. um, decisively won the time of possession battle, 36 to 24 minutes. 
So you saw more second half points come from the Browns. Um, first half, Deshaun Watson was a little sloppy, like you said. You know, a lot of balls were hitting receivers in the feet. Yeah. But, you know, things, you know, but also, I mean, you know, Maven, the product of the conditions, things, you know, but it just got better as the game went on. So I'm going to go back to the bid more to the Tighten Up the Dog Pound stock exchange. Um, stock going up, Amari Cooper. He just the crisp routes it's beautiful to watch. i love him so, that, yeah. so that's something that really popped off the screen to me obviously jim schwartz stock i mean i i told you guys back in march that that was the time to buy jim schwartz stock good time to buy it in the summer but the price like n- none of y'all can afford it the price is shot through the roof and it so martin emerson stock he popped off the screen with some pbus a couple of times because I, yep. I was able to watch both that and the Titans game because I had we had two TVs going and the Browns game we were playing a you know shout out to the card game the last leg a fun little drinking game to play while you're watching games <laughs> we did a, the Browns um outside of that uh Miles Garrett basketball crossover stock shooting up crazy and last stock going up um Jack Conklin's orthopedic surgeon uh oh, dude 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 is just laughing he that, is yeah. he is like la- he is laughing all the way to the bank and i mean i you know sorry if, if you're if you're coming here trying to avoid dark humor you came to the wrong place <laughs> but i mean and i hate that for him. i mean obviously he was great with the titans and this this is it, it was an acl right this past sunday yeah that's yeah acl second, and a, and mcl yeah both second second of his career because that happened with the titans as well so hate that for him um dewan jones season yeah, he's a monster, dude. You commented on how I think it was you in the group chat were like you didn't realize how big he was. He is a monster. He is. So he's just he's very unfair. Big. And then not not a lot of stock going down, but just a couple of Jedrick Wills. Every time he every time like his name popped up, he was just getting cooked. So, I mean, I, that's not news to anybody. He's he had like a forty four pro football focus grade. It was bad. And, and then you touched on it as well. Uh, Drum Ford, costly fumble. Costly fumble, and then, you know, he had 15 rushes for 38 yards. You know, they're trying to see if he can be that Kareem Hunt replacement. And I just don't think he's either he's either not that at all or he's just not ready. You know, he's a two-year guy. He missed most of the training camp in the preseason. Um, I wouldn't be – they did trade for Pierre Strong from the Patriots, so I'll be curious when he gets some touches. But, yeah, like, you just can't put the ball on the ground. there. I'm pretty sure that at that point the Browns were driving. They were in Cincinnati territory. Um so that's at that point of the game, just very, uh, it's just a tough scene. One more stock going up that you didn't mention. Ladies and gentlemen, the Cleveland Browns have a kicker. D hop. Oh, Dustin. Three of three. Right. That is three of three on field oh, goals. That, 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 and that's egregious. He was, that was egregious for me to leave that out because he's, yeah. my, he's my fantasy kicker. <laughs> three of three, 40. Uh, his long was 43. Every single kick virtually right down the middle. As a Browns fan, to see a kicker come into the game and not get not get like immediately worried, amazing feeling, amazing. How hey, York, I, how, I mean, how one of three. Left yeah. off Dustin Hopkins, my my fantasy uh, my fantasy bell cap. Yeah. I was surprised too. I was like, oh, surely he's going to mention Hopkins. Yeah, dude. I mean, honestly, like that is just such a sigh of relief because it's been well documented how many kicking issues the Browns have had. So. Uh, he seems, you know, not not that he's gonna make every kick on the whole season, but he seems pretty, pretty good so far. Um, so yeah, I think everything else you mentioned is pretty uh, pretty spot on. You know, my biggest concerns right now are just uh, like you mentioned with Jerome Ford is just a running back, running back two. You know, 
Like you got to have someone that you can rely on to rotate in and out with Chubb. Um, and other than that, man, like there's just, it's the same thing we said with Tannehill. If Watson is playing like this by week six, okay. If it's October and Watson's putting up stats like this, okay, yeah. Like there's some concerns. There's conversations to be had. Even for winning games in spite of him, that's not why you paid $230 million and traded three first-round picks. So if it's October and we're still seeing games like this, okay. What every Browns fan on it, that's following the Browns, whether it's on Twitter or not, what they're wanting to see is what we saw in Houston. Him come out and go 20 of 28 for 320 yards and three touchdowns and no picks. Until we see that. Like right now. No, I see you looking though. What's he growling at? Uh, he sees another dog outside. He is, he's, he's, he's building up a bark. Oh, there he goes. There it is. All right, man. Well, I think that about does it for the Titans and Browns discussions. We covered a lot. Um, there's a lot for both of our teams to work on. Next week is a new opportunity to go one and oh. Um, so, before we get out of here, is there anything else from week one that you want to touch on that was just surprising, caught you off guard, uh, was about as expected? I mean, we talked about the unfortunate Aaron Rodgers injury, but like, what else? Is there anything else? Well, um, I th- I'm feeling a lot better about my Cowboys making it to the Super Bowl pick, man. That might be the best defense in the NFL. They were unbelievable. I watched a lot of that game. I mean, that compared with just like how terrible the Giants looked too. I was just like, oh my God, this is just yeah, crazy. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, they, they, they've they been saying it for years. I felt, oh, the Cowboys, you know, they're always a trendy pick, but this could be a different one. Yeah, very solid all-around squad. Um, Ram, my, my Rams bounce back take I, that they looked yeah. they looked good sunday um man we were both almost right on that patriots upset they they were you know they lost but i mean they were they were pretty competitive against uh philadelphia um they, Jaylen they Hur- were Jalen hurts just looked close. a little shaky i don't know yeah he kind of falls you know, into what i was saying with we, we uh week one quarterbacks like even ones that are great just kind of yeah. you know sometimes they come out kind of wonky um raiders came through for me uh, Stephen A. calls him porn star Jimmy. Just uh, pulled, one out, <laughs> pulled one out against Russ. Um, another check mark or nail in the coffin to your Tua envy. You know, Tua played very well Sunday. I will I will give credit where credit is due. That was um, that was shot. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know if I should say shocking. Not um, shocking. It's just you know he threw for almost 500 yards and three touchdowns. This is what I'm saying. When he's healthy, he's a really good quarterback. I mean, having great um, receivers helps, but. Every great quarterback's had great receivers for the most part. Let's see. Just looking through here, um, all the people that were I, – because, I mean, I would see this on TikTok from time to time. Oh, Justin Fields, dark horse MVP candidate. Dude, crawl a hole. Don't, don't ever speak football again. No, dude, I do not. Now, being on Brown's Twitter, it's Ohio State fans, and they just gawk over Justin Fields. They're convinced he's going to be great. I mean – until an Ohio State quarterback can come to the NFL and be great, I'll just will always be bullish on him. And yeah, I mean, like he his his stat line is just kind of like what I feel like his whole career is gonna be. You know, what what he go twenty four thirty seven, a little bit over two hundred yards, a touchdown, and a pick, and you know he had nine rushes, fifty nine yards. Like that's just 
He's he's not going to be, in my opinion, like ever an MVP candidate. It's just kind of absurd. Jordan Love, though. Jordan Love. I mean, he, he his completion percentage was kind of low, but he did throw three touchdowns. And I mean, he he, he was solid. Um, again, I think a lot of that was because early on, like the Packers were not moving the ball offensively, but then it's just the Bears were constantly going three and out, and then you just leave your defense on the field that long, like. They're not going to be yeah. able to stop anybody, but yeah, no, I mean, obviously didn't make didn't make any like big mistakes. So, yeah, yeah. Aaron Rodgers went six and ten in his first year starting. So, it ha- yeah, exactly. So, so you never know how that's going to turn out. Um, Josh Jobs kept it close for the Cardinals. So that, I mean, they lost, but they did cover. <laughs> um. Oh man, I tell you what, one 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 take that I may be may end up regretting. Pittsburgh just got blown out. I may end up being right with my seven and ten prediction. I mean, I I really do not think that they're going to be that good this year. I'm not big on Kenny Pickett and his tiny hands. Love to see that. And speaking of them, and we'll talk about this more in our preview episode in a few days. But uh, as of right now, Cam Hayward and Deontay Johnson is out for the Steelers on Monday night against the Browns next next week. So that's those are some big that combined with how bad that they looked, that could be a big win for the Browns if they do it right. So yeah. Um, and then let's see outside of that, you know, Colt, Colts gave the Jags a scare a little bit, but Jags pulled away at the end. Um, Falcons, Falcons defense was flying. They looked good against Carolina. Yeah. Baker Mayfield Browns went into, went into Minnesota and got the dub. When do we think that we're going to see a Justin Jefferson, uh, request a trade or something? You see the clip clip of him sitting on the, sitting on the bench. Yeah. Just looking yeah. demoralized. Yeah, I mean, he he hasn't has he signed he hasn't signed his contract extension yet, has he? Yeah, no. There's still time. Still time to get out of there, buddy. Yeah. Um, and then and then yeah, well, Texans got blown out by the Ravens as we predicted. So that's it. Yep. That's week. That's week one. That's week one wrapped up, baby. It's pretty pretty wild week one. So, some surprises, but some was you know some of our our thoughts were pretty spot on. So, um. All I, all I have to say to, to close out is I am just over the moon that football is back. To sit in my basement, freshly remodeled basement, and have some drinks and some food and, and just watch football for basically 12 hours. I mean, that was just one of the best days of the year for me. Oh, I mean, you know, despite the Titans loss, it was a just sitting back watching games all day, pounded beers. It was. Yeah. It, it I just, drank it like just felt, six it just felt good. Yeah, it was, good. it was a good time. Can't wait to do it again next Sunday. Absolutely, for sure. Right, so, man. on that note, yeah, we're gonna close out this episode. It's been fun, um, and we'll be back in a few days for a week two preview. So, you guys be looking out for that. Uh, other than that, this has been Big Mike. Find me on Twitter at Big underscore Mike nine one six nine Titan number Dog Pound on Twitter Titan underscore Dog twenty one. Give us a follow. Elite content twenty four seven. Signing off, leave the rest of my co-host. Thomas said at brother underscore head on Twitter. And as Big Mike said, Titan underscore dog 21. Give that a follow on Twitter as well. Subscribe on Apple and Spotify. Ladies and gentlemen, we do not get deterred. We do not fold like lawn chairs after week one. Season ain't over yet. Keep those heads held high. Tighten up, baby. Let's go. (laughs) Go Browns.